Thank you so much for joining me. We are so very excited to have this upcoming esthetician chat. For those of you who are on my podcast, this is episode 24. And this will be about services. No, that was last week. Last week was 23, services with product included. This week, we're going to talk about, do you really understand your clients? This is going to be a really interesting topic. Um, My topics have really been trending, especially on Instagram. Folks are starting to um, click my uh, link tree and starting to understand how my podcasts work, especially now that I'm moving towards 25, which would be exciting. But understanding how your um, clients think and their mindset of how they decide to do business with you is something that we really have to kind of understand a lot better. And we have to be better at understanding that two things, very simply, your clients are wanting to spend money with you. They're wanting to give your business money, right? And the other is how easy are you allowing them to give your business money? Are you making the decision up front or are you proactive and saying, you know what? Yes. I completely understand my clients. I understand what it is that they're seeking from me. I'm understanding what they want to work with me together on. So I'm going to do the things. I'm going to allow them to really specifically do business with me, however they want to do business with me with no limitations. Because I see a lot of businesses limit the way their clients can interact, whether it's from timing, the way they can make an appointment, how they can buy a product, how they can do all A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Like there's limitations constantly when most of the clients simply just want to understand where you're located, if you're online, how they can purchase and correlate, interact, whatever with you. That is simply what they're trying to do. Our problem is, is that we try to overcomplicate it by saying, oh, I'm going to make this really easy. I'm not going to do what I should do. I'm just going to run the business the way I want a business, regardless if they um, understand what I'm offering, regardless if I have a complicated menu, regardless if I, you know, don't make it very clear, I'm still going to do what I do regardless of what the client thinks, because there's a client out there that's for me, which is absolutely true, which is absolutely true. But my concern has always been the very basic understanding of when I understand how my clients think and I provide them opportunities to constantly give my business money, then I'm going to do and build that relationship. So they in turn tell other people, and invite them to experience what I have to offer. So this week I was posting my podcast specifically about services with product and my podcast before that, no retail means no business. And of course people, you know, they respond to that. Oh, I would have to disagree or, oh, I'm not really um, on board with that. My business is doing well and I just offer services. And I have to say, honestly, you limit your income when you rely your entire business expenses to 100% really solely rely on your service. That service dollar can only stretch so far. My whole goal in my business was to work smarter, not harder, and not allow my business to be dictated whether or not I showed up and had to put my hands on someone's face or remove someone's hair, but that my business would still earn income. And in this day and age in technology, 
I have to have more than one income stream. So if I understand that when clients are not in my business or they're not shopping on my website, that they're out at other places, whether it's in the mall, whether it's Sephora or Macy's or any of those big chains, right? Or they're online being constantly bombarded with Amazon ads or ads from Sephora or ads from Ulta online, that they're not shopping. Like I can't ignore that. And so when I hear, especially estheticians, I do well without retail. I might retail five items a year. So your clients are not spending money with you because you're just not giving them the opportunity to. They're spending it, but you're just not letting them spend it with you. And you're okay with that. You're okay with only being able to earn income when your lights turn on. And if a client, client cancels, you earn no income. You're okay with that. Your limitations. You like being limited. You like limiting your clients. When you probably already understand that your problem clients are finding other ways to get their, their problem solved without you. Like, I never understood it. And I think for me, I'm that simple and that basic. I love being that simple and that basic because it really isn't difficult and it really isn't complicated. You're a fixer. They come to you with a problem. They expect you to help them fix it. But if you ignore it and just say, I'm going to just do the service, when you know the home care is what does the correction, are you really a fixer now? Or are you someone that's just ignoring the client's needs and wants? You're just going to refuse to understand what your clients need or what you can provide them. You're going to ignore that because you're just 100% focused on your services. And I have these conversations constantly, whether they're in person, whether it's through um, Messenger or whether it's through IG, like I'm constantly having to have these types of conversations because there's so many licensed professionals in our industry that do not understand the importance of understanding what your clients need, how they buy, why they rebook with you why they decided to come to your business. Like all of these things are so very calculated that we don't want to stop to understand it because it's easier for us to just accept that they're here and be thankful that they're here, which we should be. And then when they rebook, we should be thankful that they're rebooking, which we should be. I'm not taking that away from anyone. But what I am encouraging, I'm encouraging people to understand the bigger picture. If I know the client wants to spend money with me and it's evident because they've made an appointment, that should be a clue as to why I should continue to allow them to spend as much money as they want. I'm not going to limit how much they spend, how often they spend. I'm not going to limit any of those things. So I'm going to allow them to do what they want with my business. And the business owners that get that not only are they successful, not only are their books full, not only are, do they have waiting lists, but they understand how their clients really think and how the client loves to spend, not only with small businesses, because there's a lot of them out there that do, and they love supporting small businesses. And we've definitely seen that increase, especially during COVID, but that the business allows them to do that. Like, I think that's the biggest and the hardest obstacle that I get and trying to have people open their eyes and see 
is that you're not lacking clients. Like I always get that. How do I get more clients? How do I get more clients? How do I get people to rebook consistently? How do I keep, get them to keep their appointment? What are you offering them? And I understand things come up. Don't get me wrong. Things come up. Emergencies come up. We all, we all have those things, right? But what are you offering them? What is it that you're doing that draws them back? And do you really promote that? You know, when I talked last week about services being in, with the products included, have you thought about doing something out of the box? Because that is out of the box, right? Have you thought about giving the clients free gift when they spend so much? Those are out of the box type marketing, right? Did you, have you done a client appreciation? And when is the last time you've appreciated your clients? When's the last time you've encouraged those clients to refer you or bring family and friends to the business? Are you monetizing that Facebook group? Do they have opportunities to connect with you that don't require them coming into your brick and mortar? Like, why is it so hard for us to do those things, but in turn, inspect a full book, expect clients to keep their appointment, expect them to buy the retail when they need to, or if they don't, they're going to keep their appointment. Like, why do we have such a huge expectation based around that service? When in reality, we're in the relationship business. So it's not just about the service. It's not just about the experience. It's also the experience the minute they step outside of your business and they go into the virtual area. How is that experience for them? Are they ignored because they text at a certain time that you don't accept text? You know, I've had that conversation with not allowing text messages. Um, I know some businesses that are in my industry that allow that, and I will not. I will stick to our office hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can leave a message and or email. And then they will be responded to in those hours as well. Like, I really understand the boundaries that I've set, but I have not set any boundaries on when you can give my business money. Like, do we understand our clients? Do we understand the clientele? Do they understand the mindset of the reason why they return, why they chose you, why they chose your business? why they tell other people and encourage them to come and patronize your business. Like, do we ever break those things down? A bigger question is, do you ever ask them? Do you do random surveys? Do you have just random things where you would just follow up with people? You know, the biggest thing for me was a suggestion box, even though people hate suggestion boxes, but do you allow people to make suggestion, subject, suggestions without them having to put a name on that suggestion? I think for a lot of us, it comes down to being vulnerable to things that are not tied to a service, meaning we have to be open to realize the relationship that we build with our clients. Um, we have to understand that clients now have options that go beyond us, that they could take the conversation we have with them when we do our skin analysis with them, or we discuss with them after a hair removal service, what we're seeing, and they can take that information and go run to a big box store and have someone who's not as educated, help them understand it and then sell them a product. Like, are we open enough to have that type of conversation? Are we open enough to have that real and honest conversation? Because 
at some point in some place, we didn't totally do what we should have done, right? So it's easier for us to focus on what's been making us money instead of focusing on the relationship or focusing on understanding our clients and how they think and what they're looking to us for. And are we really fulfilling the need that they came to us to fix? Are we fixing? Or are we just really soothing for the moment just to get them back for their next appointment and then soothe them again until their next appointment and then soothe them again? Like we're never really actually fixing their problem or concern or maybe not even addressing their problem or concern. Like, are we honest enough to have that type of conversation? And that's a really deep conversation that I typically have with folks that come into my live masterclass, because we have a really nice small amount of people that we can have open, honest conversation where it doesn't feel intimidating. When you get into a larger room, it can be a little bit intimidating for some, but those are the kind of conversations that I like to have when I have done my live masterclasses in the past, because that's a part of being vulnerable as a business owner, because now we're detaching our emotions away from the business, right? Because most of us become emotional when we have an issue that's confronted to us or brought to us or something where a client isn't happy or um, a client, their expectation was not the same as our expectation. And so they became disappointed and then they wanted to let you know of that disappointment. Like we take it personally. And so when you understand you know, how your clients think and you understand how they move, sometimes those complaints and those issues really don't have anything to do with you. You just happen to be the person that is there when they're in a vulnerable and relaxed state and they lash out at you, right? I never, I'll never forget the moment I started understanding that a lot of the clients who I thought were angry with me really weren't angry with me. And I started to understand that the combative and very hostile clients that um, would always kind of give me pushback weren't really pushing back with me. They were really just kind of protecting themselves, if that makes sense. And so I started becoming very proactive in asking them, I know it's not me, but really, what is it? What's going on? You seem tense. You've been tense the last couple appointments. You know, what's, what's really happening? And so it became really easy for me to um, understand that in those specific moments, I had to be really, really vulnerable to understand that our relationship was going to be on a different level now because they allow me, even though I asked them the question because I knew it wasn't about me, allowed them to open up, right? That's another layer of our connection as in our relationship. So it became really easy for me to start taking that route versus the combative route of, you know, coming back with the same energy they were giving me. Or if it was a complaint, I was great at just saying, let me take the problem and let me figure it out. And then can I get back to you? 
that would typically diffuse their anger, their frustration, or anything that they were lashing out at me. It would typically diffuse that. I still use that now. Um, let me let me check it out. Let me look into it and let me get back to you. Okay. So that would be like something that I still use to this day when there's people that are frustrated or um, upset at a situation that they may not, in most cases, don't have the full information on. So for me, it was really easy for me to take that route because then it, it took the, the focus off me. It's, it's, I know you're not upset with me. So what are you really upset about? And it, it, you would be surprised at how many people open up in a completely different way. And they're so um, embarrassed and they're apologetic because I took it off me. Like it's, it's not me, but I, I do understand that, you know, you're stressed. You're here to relax. You're here for yourself. How can I help you right now? What can I do for you right now? And that's another layer of understanding when you really understand your clients, right? Because every business has difficult clients. They have difficult customers. They have difficult people. Every business has it. How you handle it and how you deal with it comes with time, maturity, understanding all of that. But that's another layer of understanding your clients, right? Because we love to complain about the clients that no show or come late or always complain or always looking for a sale or they're always um, wanting to wait for a discount to make an appointment, even though they need an appointment really, really bad. Or they just complain about everything. They don't like anything that is happening, but yet and still they still show up every month, right? All of us have had those clients. I do truly understand that when I take different approaches and I don't get so emotionally tied to it, the outcome really changes. And it becomes interesting in watching that outcome change because I knew up front it didn't have anything to do with me. So when I started looking at the spending habits of my clients, why they refer people to my business, when I started understanding how they wanted to be connected to me, even outside of their appointment, even after that, like they still wanted to have some sort of connection to me. They enjoyed and absolutely loved my client appreciation events. They would constantly ask when I'm having another one. All of those things became a way for me to really understand them in a way that had nothing to do with them walking into the business and walking out and rebooking. And then I wouldn't see them for another month. Like I started really understanding my clients. And I would encourage you to understand them because you would be really surprised if you took a step back and not looked at it as the clients that give my business money or that you're go, 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 go. You need to rebook. You need to do this. You need to get more clients. You need to do the things you need to post and you do that. Like take a deep breath sometimes and really just look at your business from a completely different point of view. Try to remove those emotions around it. You know, it's, it's easier to do when you're not looking at numbers. I find I like to do this when I'm not looking at the dollars and cents, right? But I like to do it when, I, when I'm getting ready to plan a client appreciation because a lot of the clients would jump into my head, especially the ones that have been to the ones I've, I've given before and they've invited their family and friends, right? Those are the folks that I think of when I'm planning an event. So all of that comes under the umbrella of, of understanding your clients because the relationship that you build with them 
is what you're building to become long-term. You're building that to become consistent for them, which means they're going to go from a new client to a regular client to a consistent client, meaning without a doubt, they're going to make their appointment. They're not the, the consistent ones don't cancel. The consistent ones don't show up late. The consistent ones buy what you tell them and they rebook. Those are what you want your clients to get to. Our problem is getting them from the first time from seasonal to regular to consistent. Like we, we don't want to push them through those changes or levels in your business. But believe it or not, the ones that are your consistent is what keeps the doors open. So you have to, at the end of the day, have more consistent clients than the regular seasonal first-time clients. You got to have more. So that means you got a lot of work to do. And you have to be consistent in that work. Because understanding your clients takes time. You got to understand the clientele. You know, once you figure out what you like to do, what services you like to offer, once you figure out how your clients interpret your service menu, because that's always important. Every masterclass, I always encouraged every esthetician to bring their service menu. And we would go over it to make sure that it was clear, right? Um, but when you, when you really understand all of that, it becomes a lot more easier for you to detach that emotions from the business, which causes us to be a little irrational or we jump too quick or we say the wrong thing. Like the, the longer I've been in business, the less emotions I've attached to it. Because when I first started, I was emotional all over the place. Anytime there was a problem or an issue, I took it so personal, right? Not realizing this was a part of doing business. But I also understand that it's important to keep the understanding of how my clients think and how they act. Like that is something I always kept in the forefront because my, I wanted my perception of what they thought my business was to be exactly that. Even if behind the scenes, I'm like the Wizard of Oz behind the, the, the drapes, right? But I understood them. And I always wanted to continue to understand them so that it would not become, it wouldn't become an issue of what am I trying to do or, or what type of client do I want or how do I get from a regular client or a new client to a consistent client? Like I, I understood the, all of those being important, but I still wanted to nurture the first timers. I still wanted to nurture the seasonal and I still wanted to nurture the regular. They all still had to have nurturing and love, even though I was pushing them to be consistent because the consistent ones keep my doors open. And I know that process is long and difficult, but I didn't ignore the first timers. You know, a lot of us were the opposite. We've been taught the opposite or we watch other people do the opposite and it's never made sense. I'm not going to focus on people who are brand new who may come to my business only once a year. Like I never, I never bought into that type of marketing or business plan ever. I always loved on the ones that consistently gave me money. But the new ones, I would never give them a discount that I wouldn't give my regulars. So I just don't discount. I mentioned that in my last podcast, I don't agree with packages. I think packages, especially if you're discounting, I, I don't discount. I'm not going to undercut 
giving myself my take home because I know my numbers and I know my cost per service. And if I discount, it's going to take away from my hourly rate. So if I know that, then I'm not going to discount. I can sell a package, but it's not going to be a discounted package. You're just going to buy six services or 12 services up front. More than likely, I will include the price of the products in there too. So it's one nice, cute little package, but there's no discounts that have happened in there, right? So when I looked at the understanding of, of discounting and I understood where it came from in my cost per service, I stopped discounting. I, I really never discounted, to be honest. Um, I just, I never felt that I could afford those types of discounts, even though there was a lot of people who, and they still are giving way big discounts, but I always look at it and say, you really don't understand your number. Cause if you understood the numbers, you know, what you invested in to use for those treatments, your time, what you're paying in your rent and your overhead, there's no room for a discount in there. And if I do give a discount, it's going to take away from my hourly rate. So I don't want to take away from my $100 an hour, no matter what, my $50 every 30 minutes. Like, I'm not going to ever take away from that because that is consistently what I need to have to take home. So instead of me discounting, I'm going to do an incentive, which is why including the price of the products into your service is an incentive, which is why if someone spends a certain amount, they get a free gift. And that's the Estee Lauder incentive. Those are incentives. And your free gift can be whatever it is. It doesn't have to be super expensive, but it can be something that you give that will recognize that they spent this much. Clients love something free. So I understand all of that, especially with clientele. Our problem is we're so stuck into the, the full or not full books. We're stuck in the rebook. We're stuck in the no-show. Instead of understanding why your client comes to your business in the first place, then why do they come back? And do I know the reason why they come and they come back and they rebook? Do I know those reasons or do I just chuck it over as, oh, that's a part of doing business? Because if you don't understand that, then when someone no-shows or someone is late, then you have to focus on understanding that too. Why is this client late every single time she comes to me for an appointment? Why does she book if she knows she's not going to be on time? Why does he book if he knows he's going to cancel the next day? Like you have to understand your clients and where they fall in those categories and then how much energy or effort you're going to put them into to get them to become that consistent. What we do in turn is we'll focus on those new clients and they never become inconsistent. We'll give them a great deal. We'll give them a discount as a thank you, which is ridiculous to me, but we'll give them a thank you and a discount for their very first time coming to me and then they never come back. So not only have I lost money on that service, I put energy and effort into someone who just does not come back. But the folks over here that come every single month, they keep my doors open, they tip me, they buy my retail, oh, they're just doing their thing. So there's nothing for me to do, but let one of them ask for the discount of the new client special, then I'm going to get upset and say, you're not a new client. It's insulting. Absolutely insulting. 
So when I flipped that, and I really flipped that really early in my career, when I flipped that understanding and I loved all over the ones that were always there and I did my client appreciations for them and we did our free gifts and then I would have free chair massages and I would have, you know, makeovers because I carried Jane Iredell at that time and we would do color matching for them. You know, we had a sample goodie bag for them. We would do drawings for them. That was when my business really changed. And it always changed when I appreciated the consistent. So the way I organize it is you have your first timers. You have the seasonal, the ones that may come only from spring to summer, and then you won't see them again till next year. And then you have regulars that they may come every other month, every six weeks, every eight weeks, every 12 weeks. Then you have consistent. The consistents are the ones that keep it every month. No cancels, no, no shows. Those are the ones that we love, right? Those, what we call the guarantee money is from the consistent ones. The funny money is in the new ones. The funny money is in the seasonals and the funny monies are definitely in regulars because the regulars are not regular, but we have to put them over there in the regulars, right? When I flipped my understanding and started really focusing on those consistent ones, the folks that were over in, the no-show pile, in the regular pile, in the pile for newbies or the seasonals, they wanted to start participating and becoming more consistent because they saw how I was loving all over the consistent ones. Don't get me wrong. They were all, all invited to all the events that I did, but they started to see in person for themselves how my consistent clients were acting. My consistent clients were the ones that were bringing their family and friends. My consistent ones were the ones that were telling their family and friends loudly their favorite products and what they love and that their friends and family should get one too. You should get it too, because I love that. Stephanie, does she need that? Uh, nope, she needs this one right here. Okay, she's gonna get that. She knows what she's doing. Those were the ones that were allowing my no-shows and regulars and newbies how it really worked. You'd be very surprised at events that you have that are client appreciation events or events that you do bring a friend. I always did bring a friend. Bringer friends were way more bigger events than I ever did with, with client appreciation, even though I appreciated all of them. Um, bring a friend events where they would bring their bestie was always the bigger events, right? And those are the ones I made a lot more money at. Um, but you don't have to, even if you have a solar room, you can still have that same environment, which is why I encourage many of you to have a Facebook group. You can still have that same environment where your regulars are running the show. They post what they love. They've invited their family and friends. They participate in the contest. They participate in the questions. They may or may not do a product demo for you in that group. Like there's there, and I've gotten out of a lot of groups, but I've been in a lot of groups where they've been monetized and you would be surprised at how many hundreds of people were in there, even though that certain esthetician may have only had two or 300 clients, but they had a Facebook group that had 800 in there because they understood the Facebook group, they understood the group mentality. They understood how clients are able to promote your business without having to say anything, 
but that it, that's a 24 hour clock. So if someone has a question at two in the morning, they can post it. They're not calling anybody. They can even go through and look through the group to see if someone has answered a question they asked before. Do you understand your clients? Do you understand how they think? Do you understand how they spend? Do you understand how they decide to become your client? Do you understand why they refer or why they don't refer? Do you understand your client? Because if you don't, this is something you're going to have to do. Like there's no question, there's no hesitation. This has to be a part of your understanding in business as a business owner. You got to understand them. Because if you don't, you're going to struggle. You're going to spend time on the new ones and they don't ever come back. Or you're going to spend time on the seasonal ones that you only see once or twice a year. Like you got to understand them. You got to understand why they buy. You got to understand why they refer. They got to, you got to understand why they rebook or why they don't rebook. Like there's so many things in being a business owner and understanding why, when, where, how they do things that you got to understand them. And you can't listen to someone else talk about their clients and then apply it to your situation because everyone's situation is absolutely different. So you can't do that. Like you have to go through that process and you have to revisit that process. It can't be a one-time thing. I'm constantly reevaluating clients. I'm constantly thinking and changing the way I interact and changing what I would like to see from them. Like I'm constantly doing that. But what I find is very um, interesting is that people, if they even if they've been in business for a while, and I would say a while is two, three, four, five years, right? Some of them still don't understand their clients. And I understand why. It's a process. It's a process, not only being vulnerable, but you also have to understand and detach yourself from those emotions because that is your baby. That's your business. I get it. I was, I was there. So I understand I was the emotional one. I was the one that would get all my blood pressure up when someone was upset with me. I understand it. But when I started to learn to detach myself from it, it became easier because now I'm looking at it from, I want to understand how my clients think, why they give my business money and why they continue to do business with me. I got, I got to understand it because once I understand it, then I'm going to change the relationship again. I want everybody to be a consistent client. I don't want everybody to be a seasonal. I don't want everybody to be a first time and then never come back. And I definitely don't want them to be a regular where they're only coming to see me maybe once a quarter. Like I want everybody to be consistent. I want everybody to see me once a month. I want everybody to tip if they need to tip, buy my retail, all of the things. I need them all to do that. But I got to understand them at the same time right? All right, guys, I'm over 30 minutes. I do apologize. You can definitely uh, re-listen to this at any time. For those of you guys who are on my podcast, we're very excited for the Yes Titian Summit 2023 that's coming up. It will be April 17th through the 19th, 
2023 right here in Plano, Texas. We have eight wonderful speakers. It'll be three days full of aesthetic education. I cannot wait to start announcing all of the speakers that are going to be there. So keep an eye out. Follow the uh, Esthetician Summit on Instagram. You can also visit our website to learn more. If you want to take any of my master classes, you can as well. And you can just go and click the link below. And then you can go ahead and get started. Just $25 a month. We're up to 10 master classes, I think 11 now. And uh, we add two new master classes every single month. All righty, guys, take care.